Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Josh's Podcast, Part 2, the sequel. It has been a little while, hasn't it? It's been at least a week and maybe a day or so since I've done my last episode on this amazing girls' soccer team, uh, Varsity Soccer Free Slate High School. But um, And the reason for that being is because, you know, if you guys were there and saw it, the girls had a tournament up at Aliso Niguel High School, which was like an hour and one hour and 30 minute drive away uh, for me personally. So, and they had, uh, they had four games. Okay. They had four games in the span of two days. And I was thinking, man, you know, it, it would be really weird. You know, in, in my opinion, I thought it would be really weird to make, you know, two episodes like on those days and stuff like that. And I was really tired. It was really late at night when I got home back home on those days and the next day I thought of doing it but I was still a bit tired and I needed to go over a few things a bit so you know I thought all right today's going to be the day and today is in fact um again the girls had four games during this tournament and you know I don't want to make this episode too long you know so I'm gonna do the best I can to remember what happened during these games and the players and what went on because so much stuff went on during this tournament Um, Okay, so before I get started, let me just say about this tournament. Overall, overall, I thought the girls did, um, to me, they were like, okay to good. You know, they're around that vicinity, but, you know, I'm I'm just going to say good because they won three out of the four games. So I'm just going to say they did good. They're right there in that vicinity of good overall. But there were definitely things that has to be worked done needs to be fixed especially with other important games coming up like you know league games and things like that and uh, this is a reason why i like that east lake gets to participate in these types of tournaments because they play top teams from you know places like you know temecula or orange county or placentia stuff like that they get to play top teams you know and that's good because different top teams play different styles of football. And Eastlake, you know, the more exposed they get to those different styles, it could even be their same, you know, the better they'll get as a team. And that's, you know, the biggest thing I take away from this tournament is that they got that exposure, you know, players got their minutes. And trust me, when we get back to league games, which is not right away, but when we do get back to league games, we're going to be scary because, you know, at this point in the season, we've pretty much seen a lot of a decent amount of everything. So, you know, that's the good thing. Anyway, let's hop right into the first game of the tournament. You know, um, hopefully my structure this time around won't be off or weird, but here we go. So the first game Eastlake played against was against El Dorado. And that was just, oh my gosh, that was such a wacky game i mean it was excellent and terrible all at the same time it was a tale of two halves for eastlake i hate using that cliche but it really was the first half uh eastlake they were terrible they were absolutely abysmal the girls like they were i'm sorry they were terrible um against el dorado the first half um but uh so before i get into why uh candace naboli she kept her 4-3-3 formation so the starters were Mia Shallot and Goal. At the back four, you had um, Nat Borba and Alexis Almeria playing the fullback spots. Cam Purvis and Ruby McFarlane were the center backs. Uh, the three midfielders were Danny Chavira, Issa Rivera, and Olivia Sekimoto. And the top three were Taylor Summit, Brooklyn Daly, and Paulina Gonzalez. You know, not a bad, not a bad starting lineup at all. No, 
But the way that the girls played in that first half in the game against El Dorado, it was, it was just bad. I mean, the, I mean, now granted, East Lake didn't have two of their, you know, top defenders in my opinion. I mean, Aliana Silva is solid, and you know I've said before her and Nat Borba could easily exchange places. You know, so having Nat Borba fill in for Aliana is fine. But the problem was Eastlake didn't have Emily Barrero the whole tournament, you know. And, you know, to me, Emily Barrero has been the best defender helping Eastlake get on the attack. And she's excellent at defending. So the fact that we didn't have Emily was, you know, I thought was going to be a problem. And it definitely was in this first half because um, the defense just, you know, it it wasn't clicking very well. And then Ruby McFarland actually picked up an injury after El Dorado scored their like second goal. So she had to come off. So we lost another top player. But uh, thankfully, Alexia Santos, she stepped in at defense. And, you know, she did a fine job. She really did do a fine job of replacing Ruby. But no, that whole first half was just a mess of our defenders. And like, there was miscommunication between them. Like, I can't I can't even necessarily remember how the first El Dorado goal went in. It just I I'm not sure. I don't know. And the second one, the second one was ridiculous in my opinion. The second goal El Dorado scored. I believe we they had a forward running up with the ball. Our fullbacks were nowhere to be seen. I don't know why. And then I forgot if it was Ruby or Cam who was doing the defending, but I whoever was doing the defending, they got turned. And then the El Dorado forward placed a beautiful, like, place shot in the corner, and Mia just couldn't reach it. But, um, you know, like, you know, I guess, you know, what I take away from that is, like, you know, where were the, where were the fullbacks in support? Why was there only one center back back defending, you know? Like, what happened there? You know, those can be prevented. Like, maybe it's just a means of getting back, but I, I just don't know what happened. It was really weird. But, you know, it is, it happened, but, um, the best thing about the first half that Eastlake played against El Dorado, the best thing was Danny Chavira, the magician. She was the best thing in that Eastlake squad that whole first half, you know, getting things going, getting things running, you know, making passes, trying to create. Uh, Olivia Sekimo, the diamond, she did score. It was off a corner. They passed it into her in the box, and she just slammed it near post past the goalkeeper. So that was a positive. But other than that... um, El Dorado really kind of took Olivia out of the game for mo the most part, you know, for the most part, um, in the first half at least. I, I mean, they took a lot out. I mean, you know, Taylor, she didn't play all too great on the wing. Um, Brooke just played okay the first half. Paulina Gonzalez, you know, she made a lot of, you know, cut-in runs like she does when she's on the wing, and it just wasn't working. Um, you know, um Eventually, they got subbed, like, uh, oh, yeah, and Issa Rivera got subbed, and Ali Terrio came in, but Issa got subbed because she picked up an ankle injury, so two injuries in the first half, like, it was a complete mess. It was a nightmare, honestly. Um, Ava Weiss eventually came on for Brooklyn, and Miranda came on for Powell. I mean, they I mean, they didn't do much, at least in that first half when they came on. It was, it was just bad, and the third goal that El Dorado scored, it was off another freaking set piece, like... They crossed it in, and then one of the girls, like, she tried to clear, but it didn't go too far out, and it was a perfectly set-up ball for the on-running midfielder for El Dorado, and she just placed that shot perfectly over everyone. Mia couldn't do anything about it, and it made it 3-1, and that was 
oh, that was bad. That was really, really bad for us going into halftime. And the weird thing about El Dorado is like watching that team play. I don't know what the hell they were doing most of the time they were there. Like, I I couldn't tell. Like, they tried to play the long ball a few times. It wasn't working. They they tried to do quick build up. They tried to do counter attack. But like, honestly, they tried all of that mixing it up. They never seemed to stick with one thing. And I I you know I believe the reason why you know they got the decent amount of their goals was off of you know errors by Eastlake and set pieces they were dominant on set pieces you know Eastlake couldn't really deal too well with their set pieces you know which was a problem but you know when football teams get goals off of just like errors and set pieces and they don't really build up or work their way around I mean it's just it was just I consider them lucky I really do you know again like Maybe the first goal they got legitimately, but I I think I still think it might have been off a set. Pe- I, I'm not sure, but like the goals El Dorado got, it was just you know, it's just one of those things where like you know, I think they got decently lucky that day. I really do, you know. And on top of them being a bit lucky, East Lake, you know, not playing very good defense in the first half really. So that was that. But however, the second half, let's jump. Let's jump right into the second half because that, that, holy crap, ladies and gentlemen, that was something. So Candice Naboli, she made a goalkeeping change. She put me on the bench and she put in Leilani Pomato, which um, I thought she was going to do anyway. Like, I don't really think benching Mia had to do with her performance. Now, granted, you could argue, well, Mia didn't really do much and make a save. But again, the goals that went in, she couldn't really do much about so I, I don't think that Mia got subbed out in the first half because of that performance. I think that Candice was going to put in Leilani anyway. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But either way, Leilani started the second half. Um, She put in Nat Borba back at the left back with Alexis. And then Alexia and Cam filled the center back spots. Danny, Liv, and Taylor were in the midfield. And then Ava and Brooklyn were on the wing. And then Ali was the number nine role. And my goodness... It was such a better, it was a much better second half than it was the first. It really was. You know, being down by two goals and trying to win a game is very, very hard. You know, but the the goal that went in, it was scored by Ali to make it three to two. Um, you know, something happened where the ball was passed around. I think um, somebody played it through and then Ali just beat the keeper with it. Everybody's like, streaming, take the shots and open it. And Ali looked up, she sees it and she Fires it in, you know, keeper wasn't really there, and she fired it in, you know, back of the net, three to two. And we're like, all right, we get we're getting momentum back there. Um, throughout that game, I remember that at one point Charlie Adams came on, and so did Tori Innumerable. Um, I thought Charlie played okay. You know, she did her job, you know, she did. And I thought Tori played alright too. And um that's that. Uh I think Powell came on at one point. I think Paulina Gonzalez came on at one point as well. And, you know, she did the same old thing she does with her um, elusive cut-ins on the inside and uh, things like that. But, you know, other than that, you know, there wasn't much of a changed side too much to the second half of the game. So what happened in the second half, you know, after Ali got that goal, it's 3-2. to two. Everybody, you know, we're trying. the fans are trying to get Eastlake going. And then... Um, El Dorado scores their fourth goal off. I I swear it was a corner. I I'm 
Yeah, no, 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 no. It was no, no. no. I, I think it was a free kick. It was a free kick, I believe, or something like that, or a corner, and where they crossed it in, they put the ball in the danger area, and I think Leilani came out for it, but she made a mistake, and it either went off. It either went off of Leilani or one of the the defenders knocking it off of Leilani, and the ball went in the back of the net, and it. And at that point, you're thinking, oh man, it's four to two. There's about ten to fifteen minutes left to go. Leilani has made a goalkeeping error in a way, like this is not looking good for Eastlake. But this is what I like about the team, and Eastlake proved in that El Dorado game why they're a top-tier team, why they can be class. Because when you're down 4-2, you know, again, 10, 15 minutes left to go, most teams are like, well, screw it, you know, like, this game is over. We've tried so hard, and, you know, nothing is seeming to work. But in those last 10 to 15 minutes, they wouldn't give up. They kept on fighting. Eastlake kept on fighting and going. And you see that because they're making their way through and then Brooklyn Daly gets the ball and she just shoots an absolute, like, it was a powerful shot. I think the goalkeeper might have gotten a tip on it, but it hit the inside of the crossbar. Yeah, it hit the inside of the crossbar and, like, it went in and it's 4-3 to three and everybody's like, okay, you know, we got another one back, keep fighting, you know. And the girls weren't even celebrating. Like, they really weren't. They just grabbed the ball, ran back to the midfield, put it in the middle of the pitch, getting the game going, which is exactly what you need to do. You know, there was barely any celebration, and I like that. You know, get the game going. get Keep going. Just keep going. And, you know, um, let me let me just say, Danny Trevira was amazing that game, okay? You know, and I'm probably going to say her name a lot throughout this podcast, but she really was. I mean... She was creating chances and opportunities for the team. You know, she was getting others involved. And then Liv, you know, taking on defenders with her fast-paced, like, attacking mindset. And, you know, the defense was finally showing up. Like, the defense finally started clicking in those last 10 minutes. And they were playing really well. And El Dorado was just running out of steam. And the girls were, you know, working their way around the ball, you know, playing fast, quick build-up. And then the fourth goal comes off a set piece by us, actually. Um, I think Liv or Danny, one of them, took the corner. And then Alexia Santos, you know, one of the taller, probably the tallest girl on the team, maybe. I could be wrong, but she's definitely one of the tallest players on her team. You know, they put her into the box, which I thought was awesome. Even though she's a center back, you know, you got to get your, you have to get your tall players in the box. And, you know, she just rose above everyone else, somehow got her head to the ball and knocked it in, making it 4-4. Because before that, Olivia had hit the post to tie it. So that was, you know, that sucked. But Alexia rose above everyone else, got her head to the ball, knocked it in, made it 4-4. And at this point, you're like, oh, man, you know, they could do it. They can do it. They can pull this off, you know. And at that point, you know. El Dorado couldn't do much. Anything they tried to do, they couldn't. Because again, like, I, I, I really don't know what El Dorado's game was or what they were trying to play. It seemed like they were trying to play for those set pieces and errors. But when you just rely on that and don't have a plan as a football team like like that, you're not going to get far. You know, like you're just not. Again, they were pretty, They I, I feel they were a bit lucky that game. But East, like they had a plan and they stuck to it. And when they realized they were getting goals, even if one was off the set piece, the plan was working. You know, and the girls kept going. It's four to four. And you're like, oh, my goodness. You know, it's it's happening. It's happening. This this could be it. This could be it. And it was either it was one of the wingers, maybe Ava or one of the mids. And they played the ball to Olivia. 
And then Olivia was about 20, 25 yards away from the goal. And she took a dribble, looked up, and she just fired one. She blasted one. It was an absolute belter and banger. And the goalkeeper was a bit surprised. And, like, she tried to jump, but no chance. It went top bins and crashed into the back of the net. And Eastlake was up 5-4. The bench jumped up and went crazy. The players were hugging Livy. I was going crazy. I literally ran down. Like, I couldn't believe it. I ran down to the end of the stands with my arms up, like, screaming like a madman. I That, honestly, was Olivia's goal was honestly one of the most beautiful goals I have ever seen live on a pitch. I'm being serious. That is one of the most beautiful, craziest goals I've ever seen live. Because of the circumstances, how much time was left, and the fact that she could just do that, you know? Like, it's one of the best goals I've ever seen live, and I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. So Liv does that, and then, you know, the defense is shored up at this point. And they hold off El Dorado and they win 5-4. to four. And it was unbelievable. I asked Olivia afterwards, I'm like, how'd you do it? And she just said, you know, she just said, I, she, she didn't really say much. She just said, you know, I don't, I just looked up and I shot and I just, you know, she just did it. She's world class. So props to them. But, you know, you know, props to the defense for holding on that whole second half. And that was the El Dorado game in a nutshell, pretty much. So the second game Eastlake played against was Chaparral, who I thought was much, much better than El Dorado. In the second game against Chaparral, Mia Shalit started in goal. Nat Borba and Alexia were at the... Uh, no, yeah, Nat Borba and Alexis Almeri were at the fullback positions. Cam and Alexia were at the centerback positions. Uh, Liv, Taylor, and Denny reigned in the midfield. And then Brooke, Ali, and Ava were the top three up top. So there was no Ruby this game and no Issa because they had gotten injured the previous game. And honestly, the game against Chaparral was um, it was very, very uneventful, in my opinion. Because both teams pretty much had the same idea of how they wanted to play. Possession-based, some quick build-ups, moving the ball around. That's pretty much how Eastlick and Chaparral played each other the whole game. You know, and two top teams going at it when they do that. They're gonna. That's gonna be a stalemate a lot, and it really was a stalemate the whole game. Again, very uneventful. Um, I mean, Danny kind of. You know, I think Danny actually kind of stood out. If I had to pick anyone, and Liv and Olivia had her moment, but I'm gonna get there. But other than that, everyone was just doing their job that game. You know, again, there there wasn't anything really special or magical about that about that Chaparral game. You know. Like the El Dorado one had, you know, more special and magical moments, of course. But this game, you know, nothing really. It was just two top teams going at it, you know, and and it was about who, who, and pretty much it was whoever's getting the first goals winning this game, you know. So it had to take a moment of brilliance. And so during the second game, I want to point out that Sofia Valencia came on the pitch to replace Nat Borba, and it was weird because Nat Borba throughout the tournament, um. I mean, I thought she played okay, but there's there was there seemed to be something wrong with her, and I couldn't know what. And I remember Nat came off like it seemed very quickly when Sophia came on, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I really hope Nat's not injured when Sophia came on for her. But let me tell you, Sophia Valencia, she played well. I thought she played pretty well coming on as a sub. Um, 
her defense is, you know, her defense is definitely improving the more minutes she's getting. And her helping the attack, you know, her helping the attack, it's not bad. You know, Sofia Valencia's helping the attack is not bad. But when she's in the game, you know, her defense, you know, it's it's definitely holding up. It's definitely holding up. I mean, Sofia Valencia, you know. You know, I, I came up with a new nickname for her after her gameplay because I was, you know, impressed. I, I'm calling her the Knight. That is Sofia Valencia's nickname, the Knight. I mean, her last name, Valencia, you know, the Knight. Like, it just sounds, I don't know, it just sounds cool to me. I don't know. It'll probably sound corny to most people, but I don't know. The Knight, it sounds cool to me, you know, because she can definitely defend. And when she comes on, she defends like she's a Knight. So there's that. But no, she played well. Um, Tori Innumerable came on at one point. For Ali, you know, they switched. They put Brooke in the nine, Tori on the wing. Annette came on at one point. So did Powell. But again, like, everybody just, like, tried to do their jobs. There was really nothing special about that Chaparral first half. I mean, other than Olivia and um, making her moment. Again, Danny had a few things, but I remember Olivia got the ball. And then, like, she turned, she took a dribble, and she shot it from range. And she... She just placed it, like, the keeper got both her hand, like, maybe a hand on in a way, but it was too much, and the ball just, like, went into the corner, and it's like, yes, and then Olivia scored, and, you know, everyone was cheering, and stuff like that. I thought the keeper could have done better, but, you know, it went in, so that was that, Olivia got her goal again, and that's the thing with some East Lake players, you know, Olivia, in my opinion, is the most attacking-minded player on that team, you see her take shots pretty much more than anyone and I think you know and th this is why Olivia has seven goals on the season and the next closest player is Issa with two and Issa's injured and we we won't know for how long but you know like more players on the team need to take shots like Olivia you know be more attacking minded you know take more shots and stuff like that you know I know some players can hit them I really do. Danny, she can hit them. Taylor can as well when she has the confidence to, you know, and I'm sure other players can do it as well, even from an angle. So, you know, take more shots, girls, take more shots, you know, and because, you know, you never know the ball may go in. And thankfully that time when Olivia shot, you know, it went in and that was pretty much it. Uh, the second half, um, Mia started in goal and then Sophia and uh, Alec. Alexis Almeria were out on the fullback spots. Um, Cam and Alexia remained as the center backs. And then Liv, Taylor, and Danny as the midfield. Pau and Ava were on the wings. And then Ali at the number nine. Um, the second half, pretty much the same as the first. Just battling it out. Uh, Brooke came on. She did her thing. G came on. I was very happy to see G come on. And she did. I thought G did all right. Uh, Miranda came on. You know, tried to use that speed of hers to get around defenders in the ball, you know, and whatnot. Uh, Sarah Faheran came on for Sophia at one point during the game. I, rem uh, I remember to fill in as another defender position, and she played okay. You know, she I thought she played okay. I do think Sarah needs to... I, I feel like Sarah does need to get more minutes, though, because we haven't seen her full potential of defending, you know? But the thing is, with... with Eastlake having, you know, a plague of injuries on defenders at the moment or defenders just not being there. I do think it's a good opportunity for Candace to put in Sarah more so we can see more of what she's about, you know, and maybe reach her full potential because, you know, I do think Sarah has definitely got a lot more in her locker and we just haven't seen it yet. 
But yeah, other than that, that was literally it from the Chaparral game. There was like nothing, like absolutely nothing uh, other than that goal in the first half. So that's that. Third game, semifinals. Moving on. Okay, so Mia Shallot started in goal. Nat Borba started with Alexis uh, Almeria at the fullback spots, although this is the game that Nat was officially done in. Like, she came out very quickly. Cam and Alexia remained the center backs. Liv, Danny, and Taylor got that classic midfield. And then Pau on the wing, Ava on the wing, and then Brooke at the number nine position. The first half was... It was frustrating. Actually, that whole game against Aliso Nigel, that that was the team we actually played. We played them at their home. Uh, Aliso Nigel was the third game in the semi in the semis. Aliso, it was just a frustrating game because you know, and I I know parents and other people were getting mad at the way Aliso was playing uh, football. You know, and some were saying you know play you know play soccer you know play real, which I found funny. But um, unfortunately, as frustrating as that game was. Aliso's style of play is the long ball. And, you know, I'm personally, I hate, I hate teams that play the long ball as their main game plan of attack, you know. I really don't, I really do hate that style of play. But that's how Aliso played. Like, all they were about, Aliso was all about long ball and aerial, aerial duels, okay. And aerial duels, you know, are... Winning headers, you know, winning stuff like that. And that's all they were about. And I'm not going to lie, as frustrating as it was to watch, Aliso played the long ball. I thought they played the long ball very, very well. I thought their aerial duels and headers, they won the majority of them. And they played that really well, you know, as well. And, you know, they threw they threw Eastlake off of, off of their game, you know. They had high pressure for most of the game. And honestly... Again, Aliso is a top team, you know. No matter how many people want to say, you know, they don't like their way of playing football, they they were they are a top team. Um, I thought they played very very well because, you know, if you play the long ball well like they did, and you're winning your aerial battles like they did, and then they didn't give Eastlake any time like at, on the ball at all. They kept pressuring Eastlake like it was amazing how. Fast and quickly, they pressured Eastlake to like get the ball off, you know, very quickly, and they did it very, very consistently. And you know that works because the thing is, when Eastlake would try to go forward, right, and a, and least a, a defender was there, as soon as they got it, they played the long ball, and Eastlake would have to restart all over again, you know. And teams who can have high pressure defenses and just play the long ball like that and win aerial headers, like if that's their game plan, which that was Elisa's. Those are very difficult teams to beat. They'll frustrate you because you have to start over from the back because you know they're just going to send the ball long. You know they're just going to clear it. Those teams frustrate you, and you have to find a different way to break them down, you know, and stuff like that. And I thought it was genius by the Aliso manager like that he literally at one point subbed like five or six of his players off at a time. And I thought that was brilliant by the way they're playing because – you know, you, you say to those girls, I assume those five or six, go out there, run your hearts out, da 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 then say to the other six, I'm going to sub you in a bit later because I know they're going to get tired, but you guys are going to be fresh, right? So again, very frustrating game against Aliso, but they played their game very well. They threw us off ours. Um, we couldn't play them on the fast build-up possession because we just, 
you know, uh, Eastlake's touches were really big that game. The touches were big. The ball control wasn't that great. And the only real way we could have really scored against them was um, the counterattack and set pieces, you know. Um, I remember Olivia had a shot in the first half that their keeper saved. She just knocked it over the bar. You know, I was hoping we could get more of those, but we didn't, unfortunately. You know, our set pieces, you know, weren't all too great against them. They weren't, um, which is, you know, it's just unfortunate, but set pieces are set pieces. And Eastlake, in my opinion, they still really, really need to work on their counterattack because Eastlake have such a dangerous attacking side. And, you know, the counterattack for us should be really, really good, but, you know, it's not. They do need to work on their counterattack and whatnot because at one point during that game, we should have had a goal or two off the count off the very few counterattacks we have, you know, and those chances are critical. And unfortunately, they just didn't take them uh, at that point. So, you know, again, Aliso really frustrated them. I remember during that game in the first half, Ali eventually came on. Sophia came on for Nat because Nat was injured. Miranda came on. Lauren came on. It was great seeing Lauren play. Uh, Tori came on, but none of the players could really do anything. And the defense, you know, they were really trying to hold their own. They really were trying to hold their own, the defense. But um, I forgot if it was the first or second half. Uh, I think it might have been the second half when Aliso broke through finally. And it was off a long ball. And then Eastlake didn't deal with it very well. And one girl just chested it and just hit it and kind of hit it on the half volley and placed it perfectly in the lower corner where um, Mia couldn't reach and it went in and it was 1-0, you know? And, you know, that that was that. And if, if Eastlake is going to take anything away from the Aliso game, it's we need to work on, Eastlake needs to work on dealing with long ball teams, you know, because especially teams that can play it well like Aliso did, you need to deal with the long ball. You need to work on your headers. You know, Eastlake is not the best heading team. They're not the best at winning aerial duels. So it's definitely something to work on. So if anything, you know, maybe I think it's good Eastlake was exposed to that because the next time a long ball aerial dueling team comes, I think Eastlake will be better at dealing with it. You know, something they need to work on, but something that can be fixable and something they can deal with along with improving the counterattack. Um, the second half... Uh, it was pretty much the same. I mean, Mia started in goal. Alexis, Almeria, and Sofia Valencia started at the fullbacks. Cam and Alexia were the center backs. He had the same midfield, and the only change in the front was that Ali came on for Powell, and Ali played the nine role. But other than that, like the subs that came on, Annette came on at one point. Um, Char came on at one point, but you know they didn't really do much. They didn't really do anything, you know. Again, Aliso had Eastlake pretty much that whole game, which was unfortunate. Um, you know, uh, there wasn't too many bright spots for that game for them, for Eastlake, unfortunately. The one bright spot I can pick out, I thought that Danny Chavira did an amazing job for what she had. You know, um, at one point, at one point, and Eastlake almost got a goal out of this as well. At one point, um, Danny had four girls around her not even making this up she had four players around her and somehow some way she maneuvered and did skills and she got past four players and sent Eastlake on a counter attack that you know 
we could have scored a goal on, but we didn't, unfortunately. And that was brilliant. Like, you should have seen the footwork and the skill that Danny made. And that's a reason why she's the magician. If you can escape from four players being on you, like, you're world-class. And Daniela Chavira is definitely a top-class, world-class player. And, you know, she was doing that throughout the whole tournament, mostly. I mean, Aliso and pretty much all the teams, every time she touched the ball, they would double her. They would send two players after immediately. And again, at one point, Liso sent four and she still got around all of them, you know. So little moments of genius and brilliance like that is what makes top teams. And Eastlake, I believe, are very lucky to have Daniela Chavira on our side. So that was that. Um, I think another cha- another good chance we had was a free kick um, against Liso. It was a free kick in the second half to try to equalize. We sent a lot of players up. And it was a it was a it was a it was a weird angle, you know. Elisa had a two man wall, and the goalkeeper was all the way at her far post, and Olivia was taking it. And I knew instantly. I was like, okay, I don't think Olivia is gonna cross this. I think she's gonna try to go for goal, and she did try to go for goal. And Olivia had a very good idea while taking the shot. She tried to like curve it in to the near post, but unfortunately, it just went wide. But I knew exactly what she was trying to do. So, you know, it was an okay effort. Other than that, though, again, very frustrating game against Aliso. But, um, again, I think Eastlake can learn from their mistakes on that and uh, be better at dealing with the long ball. So, that's that. Moving on to the fourth game, it was against uh, Vista Marietta or something. Marietta Vista. I think it was Vista Marietta. I think that's how you say the the team's name. That was the fourth game Eastlake went against. It was a game for... um, Third place. Uh, the starting lineup was Leilani Pomato and Gold, Alexis and Sophia at the fullbacks, and then Cam and Alexia as the center backs. There was no Nat Borba. Nat was hurt, you know, at this point. So literally, like, if you think about it, we, we, we could have had a whole team of defenders injured, not even joking, or somewhere off. Like, Aliana Silva wasn't there, Emily Barrero was off, and then Ruby and Nat are both injured. So that's a liter- literally a team of four defenders you can start that, you know, were injured, so, I mean, hopefully they get better, you know, because Eastlake, you know, I mean, Alexis Almeria is good at what she does, but, you know, Alexis, you know, defense is not her primary role, it's in the midfield, and Alex and Alexis, throughout the tournament, Alexis Almeria was doing things at that position that were awesome, she was spinning, she was making moves with her feet, you know, which was effective, it was getting past, but, it would be it would be so much more effective if she did that in midfield. It would be so much more effective because they can get the ball up further. So again, hopefully the defense gets better. But yeah, so uh, the midfield was Liv, Taylor, and Danny. And then Brooke, Allie, and Ava were the top three. And at the moment, that might be that might be the top three that Eastlake is looking to to continue on for consistency going forward. I don't know. Um that fourth game uh, against uh, Vista Marietta very very similar to the game against Chaparral. Um both teams played pretty much the same quick fast build up possession based and you know it was at that point with again two top teams battling it out it's about who's going to create that moment of brilliance for the goal and that goal came in the um uh, it came in the I, I believe it came in the second half yeah I believe it came in the second half first half not much happened. Um, I remember G came on though in the first half, and people people forget 
in my opinion, people forget how good Gianna G. Picone is in midfield. I mean, she was, her feet and footwork are really, really good and amazing. And she was making moves around defenders, you know, trying to find open players. And she did that very, very consistently when she came on. So, you know, if there ever is a tired player in midfield, you know, just throw on G because G can do it. She's very, very good at that. She's very good with her feet. Um, I remember Powell came on as well. And the interesting thing about Paulina Gonzalez, what I saw throughout the tournament, was that, um, again, this girl, when she's on the wing, she loves cutting inside. Like, that's almost instinct and instinct and her priority at this point. Whenever Paulina gets it on the wing, it looks like her first thing to do is just cut it on the inside, you know, and try to work away there. Which, you know, it works, it can, but I think she does it a lot. So at one point, I was thinking, you know, maybe put Powell in midfield. And at, at one point, she did play in midfield. They did put Paulina in midfield. And, you know, she basically did the same thing when she had the ball. She made cuts around the midfield, which, you know, I thought were a bit more effective, you know, in a way. So who knows? Maybe Paulina's second position is a midfield. And, you know, when we need cuts on the inside, go to her. She's the go-to. Um, Miranda Gregory also came on at one point, you know, the speedy winger herself. And she had she had a chance to score a goal. You know, and um, I, Ava, Ava, when, whenever Ava and Miranda are, like are on the wings, right, and they have opportunities to like score, or they take shots, it's at a weird angle because you're on the wing, so you either kind of gotta curl it near post or just bang it to the far post. And I remember during this game against Vista Marietta, Miranda she tried to curl it near post, but it just wasn't enough and it was off target. But you know. Playing out on the wing there, I think at that point when Eastlake does that and there's nobody in the box, just go for gold, you know, try to power shot it to the far post, see what happens. I think if Miranda and the other wingers, you know, Ava, Brooke, whoever's playing on the wing, if they do that, if they power shot it to the far post when nobody's really in the box when they're there, I think, you know, I really do believe they'll get goals out of that, you know. So maybe, you know, take more shots from that angle because I do believe those three plus more can hit them. I really do believe that. They just got to try it. And I'm sure it'll go in. I'm sure of it. So that was that. Um, Charlie Adams came on at 1.2. She did good. You know, she did her job making her passes. Um, she didn't She didn't have a shot on goal. But, you know, she, she was there. She did her job. And then the second half started. And uh, Mia started in goal the second half in place of Leilani. Um, Alexis Almeria got moved to center back and Alexia Santos was with her. I don't know if Cam got tired, not injured. I think she just got tired. So they put Alexis at center back and then they had Sophia and then she, and then Tori innumerable played the other fullback spot. And in my head, I'm thinking, my goodness, dude, like we need our defenders healthy and we need to get M and Aliana Silva back from wherever they're from because putting Tori innumerable as a fullback and then Alexis Almeria as a center back, you know, I, in my opinion, it's just not my cup of tea or anyone's really, it, you know, maybe it's a secondary position for them. But, you know, Tori plays on the wing, putting her at a fullback. I mean, I understand why you would do it when you're down defenders, but I just hope they get better. Really, I do. And they played fine, by the way. The defense, you know, as mixed up as it was all tournament, they, they played fine in that Vista Marietta game. They definitely played better. Uh, at the midfield, you had Taylor, Liv, and Danny. 
you know, and that's most likely going to be the midfield moving on for the rest of the season. And then you had Ava, Miranda, and Ali at the top three, which, you know, you can you can always move that top three around. Um, you know, Brooke came on at one point. G came back on at one point. Sarah came on at one point. And I thought they all played fine, you know. I thought they all played fine. Uh, Olivia scored the goal in the second half. It was very similar to the goal she scored in the Chaparral game. She had it. She got played in. And she was in the middle of the pitch or whatever. And then she took the shot. And it hit both the keeper's hands, I believe. I remember the cricket. The keeper got both hands on it. But she, the keeper just dealt with it terribly. And the ball, like, got slapped down and went in the back of the net. And, you know, Olivia's got another goal. So, you know, that was the moment. You know, that was the moment of brilliance, I guess you could say, that won Eastlake that game um, and whatnot. So, <laughs> yeah, that was that. Was that. Um, again, in my, in my opinion, I thought the Chaparral goalkeeper... Uh, and the uh, Vista Marietta goalkeeper, when dealing with Livy's shots, um, I thought that both keepers should have done much better in preventing Olivia from scoring. But, you know, it went in. Works for Eastlake. So, you know, not our problem. We scored. Um, Taylor Summit uh, in the midfield I actually talked with her a bit. And it ends up that Taylor hates playing on the wing. Like, she doesn't like it at all, and she and Taylor really believes that midfield is her role. So I guess um, that's just going to, I guess, you know, I'm officially saying, you know, Taylor Summit is no longer a winger, and she will play that six midfield role because that is her, her new primary position now. She enjoys playing it. She doesn't like playing on the wing, and I think, you know, that's good because the past few games, the more she keeps playing in that midfield, I think Taylor is doing... You know, a better job. I think she's doing good. Uh, the only thing that I would say to Taylor is, geez, please take more shots. She had maybe one the whole, maybe one or two the whole tournament playing there when she could have had more, in my opinion. So, you know, I think Taylor needs to take more shots. And, you know, I do feel uh, a few of them, they're going to hit the back of the net. But other than that, you know, it looks like Taylor's going to remain in the midfield for the rest of the season, which is fine with Eastlake because they have a plethora of wingers that they can use that want to play wing on the on the wing. So that's good. That's good. So, yeah, other than that goal against uh, Vista Marietta, you know, that was that was about it. I mean, uh, Danny had moments, you know, but throughout the whole tournament, Danny had moments. And in my opinion, um, Danny was one of the top three players that Eastlake had the whole tournament. You know, she, she's definitely one of the top three. Um, when G came on, again, G did her thing with her nice footwork and skills. You know, she did the same thing. So, you know, good job to G playing that midfield role as well. But again, other than that, um, that was about it for the Vista Marietta game. And, um, yeah, Eastlake won 1-0. They finished third in the tournament. And after that, we all went home. So, again, a lot of things Eastlake can take from that tournament, you know. One of them is, you know... Dealing with the long ball, practicing on your headers, you know, things like that is what you could work on. And having the defense click early so you don't go into, you know, a two-goal hole and you have to come back two goals down and, you know, try to win the game like they did and stuff like that. And, of course, there's always room for improvement to work on set pieces offensively and defensively. More importantly, defensively, though. More importantly. So, um, yeah. And now, 
that was that was all about the tournament though you know it's a shame that one goal got us out but it's okay because next week uh east lakes got another tournament but before we get into that let's go around the league what has been happening around the metro mesa league this past uh week in a couple days huh so Let's take a look. Uh, at the top, for some reason, we have our rivals, Benita, our blood rivals, Benita Vista. They currently have a three win, one loss, and two draw record. So they're getting in form, which I'm not surprised by. Next, we got our team, Eastlake High School. We have seven wins and two losses, which is, you know, pretty incredible and awesome. And we just keep, need to keep going with that. Otai Ranch has four wins, two losses, and one draw. Chula Vista has five wins, five losses, and one draw. Still, very weird team. Olympian has three wins and four losses. And then Montgomery has one win, three losses, and two draws. And then Mar Vista, the worst team in the league, has one win and seven losses. I don't know what's going on with them, but that is abysmal. Um, but that's around the league. That's what's going on around Metro Mesa. You know, I'm sure the standings will change within the next week as well as what the teams are doing. So that's that. So let's uh, jump right into Eastlake's next game, which is another tournament, actually. It's going to be a game against Cardinal Gibbons from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, you know, which is awesome. The game is going to be played January 3rd, 9.45 in the morning, but I still don't have all the information I need, unfortunately. Like, apparently I heard that on the 2nd of January, apparently Eastlake could potentially be playing a team before Cardinal Gibbons. But I don't see that on the schedule, so I got to check with a few people what the heck is going on there. And then I believe the games are supposed to be at San Ysidro High School. But again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong as well. So hopefully I can get that information out quick. And hopefully you guys can get the information too because we need the right information. So that's that. Um, But assuming that Eastlake is playing Cardinal Gibbons first or whatever team they, whatever team Eastlake plays first... With the knowledge that I I know, this is the team that I think Candice Naboli should play and the team that, you know, I also believe should be starting against uh, these football clubs, uh, these football teams, because they are out of state. I mean, team from Florida, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, so I would start Mia Shalit in goal. I would keep our Peruvian international starting. And then for our defense, that's going to be a weird one because... Again, Ruby McFarland is hurt, and I don't I don't think Ruby's gonna be back in time for this. So I'm gonna rule her out. And then Nat Borba, same thing. I think Nat Borba is still gonna be injured by this, so I'm gonna rule her out as well. So for the back four, assuming that Emily Barrero gets back and assuming Aliana Silva is back from whatever she's from, at your right back and left back positions. I would have Emily Barrero and Aliana Silva at the center back positions. Keep it the same. Have Cam Purvis there and Alexia Santos, who, you know, they're working on a partnership, which is good. And the midfield, the midfield is going to be unchanged. And again, for the rest of this season, this is probably what the midfield is going to look like. Taylor Summit, the magician, Daniela Chavira. And the diamond, Olivia Sekimoto, that is an amazing midfield. And you got amazing backup midfielders as well. So that's going to be the midfield. And for me, the top three, um, I, I was a bit iffy on this one because the top three had has changed a bit, you know, especially throughout the tournament. But I think the top three that 
kind of had the most consistency playing with each other was Ava, Brooke, and Allie, you know? And Issa Rivera is injured, so I can't put her at the 9 role. But Ava on the wing, the assassin, and then the Terminator, Ali Terrio, at the number 9 role. And then have Brooklyn Daly on the other wing, because Brooklyn Daly is actually quite quick. She's quicker and faster than I expected, you know, which is good. And the other thing about Brooklyn is she can be physical. She's played that 9 role a few times, she, so she can be physical. So I think that's good for Eastlake. You know, you have Ava Weiss. You know, very speedy player out on the wing. So if you want to play, you know, pace-wise, go out to her. But if you want to play, I guess, more balanced on one side, uh, sign, geez, on one side of the wing, go to Brooklyn because Brooklyn has pace. Maybe not as fast as Ava, but she has pace. And she's got physicality as well to hold up around the wing. So that could be good. And then Ali Terrio as a number nine. Again, in my opinion, Ali Terrio is the best number nine role on that team. So I think that's why she deserves to start to play there, you know, who and she can do build up play, hold up play on whatever wing is necessary. So that's why I think that top three would be consistent and, you know, possibly the best. So, you know, that would be my starting lineup on, you know, whatever team Eastlake plays next in this uh, next tournament they're playing. You know, obviously, you know, if Emily and Aliana are back, then, you know, you fill in with someone else. But assuming they're back. They would be the starters for me and for Candace, I would assume. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. I, again, I don't know if there really is a game on January 2nd before Eastlake play Cardinal Gibbons. I, I, I do believe it's at San Ysidro High School. I do believe that's where the tournament's going to be at, you know, most likely. But hopefully I can get my information straight and right. And I hope you guys can as well. But anyway, that is going to be the... Uh, end of this tournament special episode i hope you all enjoyed and until next time ladies and gentlemen goodbye